printed it out. And it it's so powerful concerning that. Uh, we've been saying everything's turning out amazing. So I'm going to read this prophecy to you just to confirm that, that that is what God's saying. Hallelujah. It says it will work out right. Prayers that have been prayed, words by the Spirit that have declared, the written word, the word spoken by the Spirit, each and every one of these have said that it is my will for prosperity to be in every arena. It will work out right for you. For this one, for that one, for the other one, for the little ones, for the older ones, every single plan, it shall come to pass. This is a race that the church has entered into, but it is a marathon. It is not just a short little quick run or a quick walk. It is a day-by-day talk, entering in again, entering in again, entering in and under the covering and hedge of protection that comes from above. So even in the grind of the daily way, I am calling my church to contend, to keep contending and pressing and moving ahead knowing with surety the fullness of my plan that everything will work out right and will end up right it is a daily 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 walk it is a race but i have already said in my written word you win you win so don't question or quit or pull over or stop or turn around and go back but continually press ahead and stay on the attack hallelujah so i thought that was a good convert confirmation to everything's turning out amazing and it is. Hallelujah. Well, we're in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. God's good and there's a big fly in here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay. I said on Monday night, for those of you that were here, I would talk about this book and so that y'all could have an opportunity to get it. Uh, I believe it's important. The Bible says to read. In Timothy, it says, give yourself to reading. That's what it says. And so, uh, but I think one of the most important things about reading is that if you're not a reader, uh, and that's a, one of the good things about Christian TV. Sometimes Christian TV's doctrine is not that hot. Hallelujah. Although we're not legalists, and we don't pretend to believe that God couldn't use somebody even if their doctrine wasn't exactly right. But I just hate it when it's stark, outright unbelief, you know, where it's just... But but other than that, the one thing Christian TV does good is let us know what's going on in the earth that Jesus is doing. And so I like that part about it. And that's one good thing about Sid Roth's program. I, I mean, I've never heard any doctrine that I didn't like on his program. But... You know, that is to me the best thing is you get to hear what God's doing in the earth when you watch Sid Roth. And that's a good thing about reading. And so this is called Miracles Among Muslims. This is not even a new book, but I just discovered it. Miracles Among Muslims, uh, The Jesus Visions, Christine Darg. If you want to write that down, you might want to get it because I like to read about miracles and oh, God is doing so. 2006, that's when it was written. Uh, so, uh, good. It's a good book and, uh, Hallelujah. Everything is turning out amazing. You know, there's the Muslims, and they're from Ishmael, that side of Abraham's seed. They came from Ishmael. And uh, this book points it out, and I thought it was good. Uh, What did God promise Abraham? He said, I'm going to bless Ishmael too. Hallelujah. And so, and the Bible says in the last days that he's going to pour out his spirit on how, how many flesh? All except the Muslims, right? No, Muslims too. Hallelujah. And uh, now that doesn't mean that the, you know, somebody told me the other day, well, I've kind of rethought what I think about the Palestinians and all that. Well, and they were like, you know, because Israel, they just don't act right. And I said, I told them, and I, boy, I tell you, God gave me the answer. I said, it doesn't make any difference. I said, God has a covenant with them. And I said, you better be glad he's not going to break that covenant no matter how they act, because then when we act like jerks, He don't break the covenant with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So He's got a covenant with Israel, and that's their land. But the reason He made the covenant with Israel is because He wanted to, and the, in the first place, is so that every person on earth could get blessed through them. He needed somebody to bring, bring the Messiah through, and He brought it through the Jews, brought Jesus through the Jews. And so... But anyway, so this talks about how in the last days, you know, in Acts 2, it says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your young men will uh, dream dreams, your old men will see visions. Or is it the other way around? I always can't remember which who's going to see what. But anyway, uh, and uh, so the Muslims, one thing that's happening in 
uh, to them is that Jesus is, they're having dreams in the night about Jesus. And Jesus appearing to some of them. And they're having these dreams and people are having the opportunity to interpret the dreams. And sometimes they don't even need an interpretation. It's just flat out Jesus. And they're getting saved. And some of them are like uh, uh, this Christine Darg. She was in uh, one of the Muslim cities and she was just walking down the street. She was shopping and the shopkeeper called her in and said, come in here. I know I can trust you. And he had a Bible hid and he got it out and showed her his Bible kissed it she and uh but he was afraid to tell let anybody know because you know you can get uh you can get to be a martyr if (laughs) if if people find out in some of those countries and so it's amazing what god's doing so you would enjoy that book so i wanted to tell you about that and uh so we're talking about the unseen realm still tonight hallelujah and uh, praise God. I don't know if we need to pray right now or later, but we got to pray. Hallelujah. But let's talk. I guess we'll, hallelujah. Lord, what are we going to do? We're going to pray now. We're going to go ahead and jump into the Word of God. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I know we got to pray. He reminded me. Okay. Let's, we want y'all stand up. And we'll start out that way and let's pray in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. And what we're doing, we're praying out the mysteries. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praying those unseen things. Praying out the mysteries that the Bible says, And he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men but unto God. And he speaks mysteries. And the Bible then says we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So we'll be praying wisdom. We'll be praying out the mysteries, the unseen things for your life, for River Church, for the kingdom of God in Tuscaloosa County. So uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Lord, we come before you tonight and we lift up these things, these plans, these purposes of yours in Jesus' name. And Lord, the things we have not seen and we do not completely know. No, Lord, we're already praying about those. Halabate kebrata kebaboho show. Halabate kebrata kebrata. Arabate kebrata. Oh, pababahasha kebrata kebaboho so. I kabata nanama ledebeshu kabase kebrete. Arabate kebrata. Arabahasha. Arabate kebrata kohoshe. Halabate kebrete. Ana Mahasha Kabrata, Harabata Kabrata, O Pababahasha, Alabate Kebrete, O Pababahasha, Arabahasha Kabrata, O Te Kebrete Kebrata, Kobabahoshe, Hina Mahasha Kabrata, O Pebebeheshe Kebrata, Alabahasha Kabrata, Kobabahose, Hina Mahasha Kabrate, Alabate. Kebrete kesote kebrata, o papabashele te kebati kebrata, hebabo hanama anama te kebrata, o teka be opened, be opened, be opened doors, halabate kebrata, anama te tekeba, right now, right now is the time, o tekebata, some of those doors, it's right now, halabate kebrete, some are for later, but some are now, be opened. Open now, halabate kebrata, halabate shadaboso, asakabase, epabobo ledenemate kebra, bobaboboshe kebra, haraba, 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 halabate kebrata kobobohosho, hinamasakabohose. Hila bo, ena ma sheke da da hasa. Oh, take bre, take brata. Arabate, oh, halebe. Ebobo shene ke brata kababahasha. Arabahasha, arabahasa kabrata. Arabate ke brete. Oh, papabahasha, arabate ke zala te ke brata. Oh, papabahasha, iba nakabahasha. Arabate. Take a set, take a set, take a brata. Oh, Pababa Bahasha. Ada Bahasha, Ada Bahasha, Cabrache, Lede Kese. Here about take a brata, co turning, turning. Things are turning that were going one way, they're turning, they're turning. 
to the amazing way. Oh, they're turning to a blessing. They're turning to a blessing. Oh, and people turning back to the blessing. Oh, turn back to the blessing. Oh, Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, uh, this morning I, I had an unction about something, and then I told Pastor at lunch, and then we forgot to do it. Hallelujah. And so, but I was quickened during prayer before the service that we would do it here. And so I think that's a good thing. And what it was, was uh, that we were would, by faith, and this is a spiritual act, it's not a legal act, that we would transfer the assets of Word of Life Church to River Church. Every asset. Hallelujah. And we would do that as a spiritual act. Now, legally, that's already done. We just changed the name and... Alabama and hallelujah but I just felt like we were supposed to do it as a spiritual act and so we'll do that now y'all are in agreement that that river church should own everything that word of life used to own hallelujah praise God so pastor let's come up here and and that's a great you just declare it yes Lord I thank you today that those things done on earth Lord God will reflect heaven And I thank you, Lord, that River Church has been raised up by the Spirit of God for a new work and a new day, and Lord God, for new people. We thank you the purposes of heaven, Lord, will be accomplished in this hour. So, Lord, we lay hold of, Lord, we we possess the assets, hallelujah, that you have set into Word of Life Church, and Lord God, we take hold of those. We take a legal uh, a hold on those things and acknowledge the transfer of those things now in Jesus' name from the kingdom of God at Word of Life into the kingdom of God at River Church. We thank you, Lord God, that those things, Lord, are blessed. Those things are fully operational. Those things are seeds that will produce a harvest in this day, Lord, and they are highly efficient. They are able. They are powerful, Lord. And so we thank you, Lord, for your good hand on our assets, all of our equipment and property, everything about it, Lord God, today. We put it up, we uh, lift it up to you and thank you for your divine protection and your blessing on it now in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you that the property at 14585 Highway 82 West in Coker, Alabama, Lord, it's under our jurisdiction. Lord, it's under River Church's jurisdiction, and we take authority over it now, and we tell you, you are a blessing to somebody. Jesus said you would obey us, and you are sold, and you are rendered for the kingdom of God at River Church now, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. And, and you know why things have to be done in the spirit realm? I don't know, but hallelujah. I just am endeavoring to obey what I feel like I get or hear. Thank you, Jesus, as long as it lines up with the Word of God. Turn to John chapter 3. Hallelujah. Thank you all for praying. Uh, praying together is very powerful. Corporate prayer is powerful. Praying in tongues is powerful. Hallelujah. I could tell y'all were in faith about what you were doing, that you were praying out the mysteries, hallelujah, the unseen things, that, but that things that God wants to bring to into the seen realm. Hallelujah, the plans and purposes of God. John 3, 3, this is our golden text for the series that we're in. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Well, that's good, isn't it? We know that's true. You have to have the new creation. Be the new creation. Hallelujah. Praise God. Before you can see and enter in to the kingdom and partake of the kingdom, you will have to be born again. Thank you, Lord. And that has that is a that is not just a a mental agreement with Christianity, but an actual receiving Jesus Christ as Lord of your life. You know, there's some people that mentally agree, I, yeah, I'm Christian, yeah, yeah, yeah but never have received. It's a definite act. I mean, it's not just casual. You have There is a point in time when it happens. It's not gotten by osmosis, by being raised in the church, 
by hanging around the church. It's a definite time set. Uh, and you may not even remember the exact time. That's, but it was still a definite time when you actually received Jesus Christ as your Lord. And people receive Him. There's different words. There's no set words that have to be said, although there's a kind of a general form of words that, that must be declared. And there's a specific believing that Jesus is uh, the Son of God and that He died for our sins and that He rose again from the dead. And when you believe that and say that and say, Jesus, come in to my life, well, you're born, you become born again. Hallelujah. Verse 5, Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So, uh, uh, obviously, Jesus was explaining to Nicodemus, this is not your natural birth. What being born of the water was natural birth, where you were born into the earth, which is also necessary. <laughs> Praise God. You You have authority because you were born here. And you have a physical body. And as long as you keep that physical body, you keep your authority in the earth. Hallelujah. And uh, it takes that. It takes that being born of the Spirit, though, to enter into the kingdom of God. Verse 8. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. So he's explaining us to hear this, that it's something we cannot see. We may see evidence of it, we may uh, sense it and bear witness to it. Do we have scriptures? Huh? I saw y'all looking up there and I didn't know we had scriptures. <laughs> Praise God. So, uh, uh, but we may see evidence of it. We may see, uh, we may have a witness in our heart. We should have a witness. We should have a, 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 a bearing of witness in our heart that we're born again. Hallelujah. But you will not, you cannot see it directly. Somebody just sees you across the room. Now, the more we walk in, the closer we walk to God and the better we know Him, we can nearly see it on people. There's a light. Hallelujah. Praise God. Unless they are, they haven't developed the light. We develop that light in us. Hallelujah. That doesn't often happen the first day, but from walking with God and being in His presence, we develop a, we develop a light about us, a glory about us. Uh, verse 11 uh, Verily, verily, I say unto you, we speak what that we do not know and testify that we have seen and you receive not our witness. If I told you earthly things and you believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And so he tells us, he's getting on to them there. He said, man, if I tell you about earthly things and y'all are having trouble believing, how in the world, praise God, am I going to tell you, be able to tell you about heavenly things? So obviously, God wants to tell us about heavenly things. He wants to show us heavenly things. Praise God. I'm excited about that. Now, I'm not going to go over everything we've already covered. I'm going to go on to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And so go over there with me. I'm going to have to get used to y'all looking up at the screen. I'm not used to that. Hallelujah. I, I thought about actually writing down the scriptures, but then I forgot that. So uh, anyway... Uh, we know that, uh, but while we're going there, we'll just go over a few things that, first of all, we know that the kingdom of God is not seen. Uh, the evidence can be seen, but the kingdom's not seen. But it's, uh, it's a treasure and it's worth giving up our whole, everything we have for if, it, if that is necessary. And it, we know that it's in our birthright to see into the kingdom. We know that Jesus saw. That's one of the things he did. He healed. He prayed. He saw. He said, the works that I do, you'll do. Well, we have to pray. We have to heal. And we, we ought to be able to see also. Because he said, I do what I see my father do. And I say what I hear my father say. And we know that we can hear because the word says that uh, my sheep hear my voice. But we need to understand that hearing and seeing, uh, hearing God is the same as seeing. In other words, if you see something, you've heard from God. Sometimes we're look we're like, well, I don't hear God. Well, did you ever see something? Well, you heard from it. Did you ever have a a, a strong impression about something? Then you heard from God. Hallelujah. It's not God when He He speaks in many ways. It's not always just a voice. He speaks from His Word. Did you ever have a scripture just jump out at you? Like that God was really speaking that to you today. 
Happens to me all the time. Happens to me when I'm reading books. A a, a phrase. Uh, That's why my books are all marked up. I don't even like to loan them to anybody because it's just all so marked up. Uh, Because things leap out at me. Because these books, a lot of them were written by the Holy Ghost. Some Some books weren't. Did you ever notice this? I'm not trying to. But you never hear... You never hear of books much being written by anybody that's not baptized in the Holy Ghost. I don't. Not many. Oh, they write commentaries and they write Christian fiction. But you think about the books that you've read. It is rare to see a book written by anybody that's not baptized in the Holy Ghost. The songs are written by people that are baptized in the Holy Ghost. You know, I used to jokingly say in the, this is a long time ago, but I used to think, say the Baptists thought they invented the Gaithers. But let me tell you something, the Gaithers are Pentecostal and baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. But you'd, you wouldn't know that because they flock to them. You know, hallelujah. We're drawn to the Spirit. And God's pouring out, I just keep saying, God, you're pouring out your Spirit upon all flesh. That means there's another work to be done among the Baptists and the other denominations. There is a work. I know one time God showed me when we were still in uh, Seminole in the old, the, 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 the uh, what was that? The, the, the storefront down, down there that turned into the Mexican food restaurant. Hallelujah. <laughs> we have a history of interesting church buildings. But still got the red carpet down there in the Mexican food restaurant. It's been there since 1982. Hallelujah. That stuff was good carpet. I'm telling you, don't even look bad. Don't even look bad. Hallelujah. Now, you did have the altar still there. And the Mexican restaurant tables was just... <laughs> I was like, uh-uh. I'm not kidding. Hallelujah. But anyway, uh, the Lord spoke to me and He said... Uh, that I'm going to fill some Baptists with the Holy Ghost. Not Baptists. He just said, I'm going to fill some denominational people with the Holy Ghost and the churches are going to spit them out. (laughs) Hallelujah. So they already, they did, they, you know, hallelujah. Maybe not every church will spit them out, but you know, there'll be some places that you will, if you get too frisky, (laughs) will. Hallelujah. So uh, God's God's doing a work in these last days. First Corinthians two, are y'all there? We can go straight there now. But as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love Him. Now that's talking about natural man. It hadn't even occurred to natural the natural human mind, the natural man, the things that God has prepared for them. But God hath revealed them unto us how by His Spirit. Hallelujah. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep sayings of God. Hallelujah. Uh, For what man knoweth the things of man, save the spirit of a man. That's why we have to pray in spirit, because our spirit knows. Hallelujah. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, no natural man, but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. So this makes it clear we're supposed to know. But they're in the Spirit. And so we have to have a way to access the Spirit. And the tongues is our access to the Spirit realm. What we do is we pray these mysteries and then they come up from our spirit man and they they dawn on us in our mind either through a thought or an impression or a scripture or a... a, a, a uh, a vision, a little little thing that we see. And uh, we've been hearing from God for years, all of us, and some of us, we didn't know it in the past. And I know many times I didn't know it. It, it still happens to me, and I don't like it, but it still happens to me where I'll go, somebody will say something, and I say, I knew that. I got that this morning, but I didn't grab hold of it and pray about it, you know. But, uh, it, uh, you know, I, I get That still happens to me. I want to be better at grabbing hold of them. I'm better than I used to be, but I I can improve, can't you? Hello. So this scripture proves to us we were created for discovery. We were created to discover the will of God. Well, you know, but, but we've been taught, religiously brainwashed, well, you just never know what God might do. 
Or what's that crazy poem? Uh, God works in mysterious ways, his wonders to perform. Hallelujah. No, he doesn't work mysterious ways. He works right according to the word. Hallelujah. You know exactly what he's going to do and how he's going to do it. Hallelujah. You may not know all the details in between, but we basically know if we've read the word. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33, 3. Y'all want to turn there? Praise God. Now, I figured it out. If he's going to give y'all scriptures, I'm going to have to tell what it is and then talk a while and let him, or maybe he's faster than that. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33, 3. Call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great, great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So God's already planned. He's already determined. He's already said in his word. I'm, if you'll just call on me, I'll, I'll answer and I'll show you things. I'll show you great and mighty things, things you don't know. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Hidden things. Those are the hidden things He's going to show us. John 16, 13. Every day I'm planning on hearing something. Every time I go to the Word, I plan on God speaking something to me. And you know, right now I'm reading Judges. And believe it or not, you God can speak to you out of Judges. And He has this, this past few eight or nine days i'm on about verse chapter 10 and uh, you know i'm i'm reading other places i'm reading judges john and uh, uh hebrews right now and so you know he's speaking i expect it when i open the word of god when i read these books i get me a pen because i know god's going to say something to me sometimes it gets so good i have to write it down too hallelujah sometimes you know oh my thank you jesus it because i'm expecting when i pray in the spirit I'm listening with my inner ear. I'm watching to see what He'll show me. I'm looking to be impressed or have an impression. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I hope you are. John 16, 13. That's how you do it. Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatever He shall hear, that shall He speak, and He will show you things to come. Hallelujah. Well, I'm glad He shows us things to come. He does that for two reasons. First of all, He wants us to help Him uh, clear the path, prepare, pray. Sometimes when He shows us things to come, like a prophet comes to town, too many of us just take the, say, oh, that was good. Some of us even gotten to the point where we'll get the CD and write it down, but we leave it and we don't go and say, you know, He's showing me something to come. Now, He, you know, prophecies are never very detailed. It's just kind of like a little wake-up call, and here's kind of the area I want you to pray about. And you have to pray it out and discover it. It's just a little wake-up call. Hallelujah. So I have a book of prophecies. I try to go back through them. I do. This week I went back through and, and just was amazed at, you know, some of the things God had said that were show about this move, and we didn't have a clue what He was saying when He said it, but as we kept praying in the Spirit, and kept lifting those things up to him. Remember when Steve Sampson said many long years ago, he said, now God, to pastor, he said, God has some surprises up his sleeve. Well, sometimes we think a yacht, you know, that's a be a surprise, but he's got more things like, uh, no, you're moving back into town. That's a, and you're going to sell the church business. Now that was a surprise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So he wants to show us things to come. When we trust God with all our heart, we know we were supposed to, you know, it allows our heart to see. When we're filled with doubt and unbelief or we're not trusting him, we're in fear and we don't trust him. We have a wall up. We don't, uh, you know, sometimes people have trust issues. They don't trust anybody. They don't trust people. Some people don't trust women. Some people don't trust men. Because they've had an experience or they had one person in their life. Sometimes if you've had, I, I noticed in pastoring that sometimes when people have had a, a bad experience with their mother, they don't like women. They'll let a man say something to them, but they don't want women. They don't like women. I know we used to have a friend uh, in Texas, and uh, she would she only want, she wouldn't talk to the women like at a meeting. If we went to a meeting, she would be over here talking to the men. But she didn't like women. I mean, she was married. She was, she liked, you know, but she, you know, she just, you know what I'm saying in social, in social things. And, uh, cause there's a, there was trust issues with women. 
Hallelujah. And trust. But when, So we have to get rid of those things because we need to trust God. And, you know, we may not can trust anybody, but we can always trust God. Hallelujah. And when we trust God, we get to, we, it causes us to be able to see in the unseen realm. Hallelujah. And the seeing in the unseen realm is the unused potential of the church. It's what we have. It's what we have that makes us be able to function at a higher level than the unborn again man. Matthew 5, 8, we already said this once, but those about Matthew 5, 8 says that he has a pure heart who if you see will see God. Blessed, blessed are they. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Right. And a hard heart does not see God. A hard heart won't will miss it. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, 8. Let's go there. Because some of that right there was just review. Got back in my notes again. Hallelujah. Psalm 16, 8. So we won't, we'll just go straight over there. Now, I want to say this, because Micah brought this up last week, I believe. I don't know if that was at prayer or sometime, but he mentioned this about uh, seeing devils or seeing, I think he said monsters, but, you know, hallelujah. So I want to explain something to you based on that. Is I don't, when, you, when you look to see, don't try to see anything. Don't look and try to see devils. Don't look and try to see angels. Because you'll get messed up. You let God show you what He wants to show you. Just look to see. Just be alert. Just look. Hallelujah. If you have to focus on something in sin, focus, the Bible says, come boldly into the throne room of grace. So focus on the throne room. And God the Father sitting on the throne. Or focus on Jesus. But don't try, don't say, oh God, I want to see an angel. Brother, how can you say the devil will accommodate you <laughs> with an angel of light? A devil posing as an angel of light. Don't try to see devils. That's why I don't, I don't like video games. I do not like video games. I don't like any kind. I can just, I'll just tell you. But I surely don't like those that have all those, that you know, creatures and all that kind of stuff because it puts things in our imagination that we don't need in our imagination. If we want to see God and we want to see the pure things of the Spirit, we can't mix it with that kind of junk. It puts a form in there, you know. Hallelujah. So we need to be careful about those things. And you know, there's no doubt in my mind that that all that it, it you can play those video games so long, even the ones that you say, "Oh, yeah, they're not they're not wicked, they're war." You can play those things so long that you cannot separate fantasy from reality, and that's why people like that guy in Colorado can go and take a machine gun. It's like they cannot separate what's fantasy and what's reality. And it's and it makes it look like that it's a it's wrong when we think it's it's good it's fun it's fun to shoot people. Is it really fun to shoot people even if it's just pretend people? And now they don't even look pretend anymore. You know, used to it was like okay these you know used it started out with little things. It started out with pong. Me and Pastor, hey, we had the first video machine that was ever made. I bought it. We were newly married. And you know what it played? One game, Pong. <laughs> it was one little ball bouncing back and forth. That's all it was. Even That was even way before Eric's time, way before Colin's time. And then the next game was what? Baby Pac-Man or something like that. And Tetris and all those kind of things. Those were pretty benign games. But hallelujah. I, I, I just, you know, you've got you to gotta be careful. Let me just tell you. And you don't want to be addicted to anything. Hallelujah. Y'all may not like that, but I, could, I, would, I would put my life right down on the line, bet that that guy that shot those people played video games all his life. And got to the place he couldn't separate reality from and not and you know 
not to mention he was he also had other issues and not to mention he what there's no doubt he wasn't born again the bible says the devil takes the man that's not born again captive at his will and you know i, I i'm always amazed because on tv the newscasters like why would somebody do something like this i'm like why are you surprised I, I, I always wonder, but, but that's because we we've got light. We know the devil's not got anything good in him. And that when you're not born again, your father is the devil. And if you do good, it's only because you were kind of raised in a Christian atmosphere. And, you know, maybe it, it was easier in the uh, earlier days because there was more of a Christian atmosphere. There was more of a, you know, in the 50s and 60s, there was... Culture, culture was more righteous. The culture is unrighteous now. Ungodly. And there's, the, you know, the, the prayer was in the schools back then till 1960-something. I can't remember exactly when they took it out. But even in our school, it stayed in a lot longer than that because our administrators were all Church of Christ. Every principal and the superintendent was Church of Christ. And so they held the line. They didn't let us dance even. We never had a school dance. Me and Pastor don't know how to dance till this day. We we have tried before in the living room, just, but it just doesn't work because we didn't learn it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. And then God left rhythm out when He made us too. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But so they, boy, they held the line tight. And, you know, I think the next year after I graduated, the, the dances started coming in and stuff like that. Praise God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. That was all extra. Praise God. Ta uh, did we read 16.8? Oh, yeah, let's read that. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. So who is it that has to do the setting of the Lord before us? When we pray, we need to set the Lord before us. When we worship, we shouldn't just be mindlessly in here praising God. We should set the Lord before us. Set, uh, set, set Him in our heart. Our imaginations are to be sanctified. They're to be for holy purposes, not for ungodly and unholy purposes. Hallelujah. So, we, we do the setting. So God, God, uh, you know, sometimes we have the, the, the thought of God, you show me something and then I'll set my eyes. But it's opposite of that. We set our eyes. We set our eyes on the kingdom. We seek first the kingdom with our eyes. When we pray, we set our eyes on heaven. Hallelujah. Praise God. And then we let God unfold anything He wants to show us. I can tell you, the seeing of demons is going to be few and far between if God's in control. He'll only show you one when he has a purpose. He's not wanting to show you one because he wants to show you their, their Star Wars. Well, hallelujah, you couldn't stand it, and I couldn't either if he showed us really what was out there in the spirit realm. Hallelujah. So we look by faith, and we look to see. And we look with nothing doubting, but we, keep, we focus on uh, the things of the kingdom. And let's turn to 2 Corinthians 4.18 and we'll get a little clearer picture of that. 2 Corinthians 4.18. Seek first the kingdom is another scripture. Hallelujah. I think when we want to play around with the things of God, we can get a devil. We can see a devil and we can get him. Because he's, he's, a, he's a wily thing. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4.18. He's subtle. He's deceitful. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So while we're praying and when we're worshiping, we always look and focus on the unseen realm. If you've got a problem, you need to focus on the unseen realm. We don't want to look at sickness and be focused on sickness all the time and talking about sickness and calling every one of our relatives and talking about it and what the doctor said because that's focusing on the seen realm instead of focusing on the unseen realm because in your spirit, man, you're already healed. Hallelujah. You do need a transference from the spirit to your physical body, but it's done. It's bought. It's paid for. It's yours. It belongs to you. Hallelujah. 
And so it's important not to focus. Hallelujah. Pastor was talking about Sunday about, uh, he talked about, uh, uh, getting sympathy and things like that. And I was just sitting there thinking, you can't get any at my house. I've tried that. I've tried that getting some pity and stuff from him. It just don't work. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I quit trying to get this pity and, and the sympathy and all that because he don't cooperate. <laughs> Hallelujah. He just believes I'm healed. Oh, you'll be fine. You're fine. Hallelujah. You're healed. I wouldn't say that if I was you. Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I'm not saying he's mean. I'm just saying he makes me use my faith. And you're blessed if you have a husband that, or a wife that makes you use your faith. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now me, I'm all sympathy for him. <laughs> no, my kids, my kids, with my kids, I have a reputation of not being a very sympathetic mother. They would come to the door in the middle of the night if they were sick and say, Daddy, I don't feel good. Because <laughs> I just was not a nurse, a very good nurse. I was sympathetic, though. And I'm very, very sympathetic with my grandkids. And uh, hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. That's extra. Um, so the, you said fix our eyes. We are, th this says to fix our eyes, to take aim. Fix, that, that word is, means fix your eyes on the things that are not seen. 1 Corinthians 2.14. See, if our hearts are anchored in the visible realm, we gotta, we're never will manifest the promises of God. We've got to anchor our heart to the Word of God. Amen. i tell you one thing that helped me more than anything is when Pastor Buzzy said... 1 Peter 2.24 is your manifestation. That's all the manifestation I need. And so I tell myself that sometimes. It's like, that's my manifestation. I don't need anything more than that. I'm not waiting on something. Oh, I'm just believing. I, 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 yeah, I'm healed, but I'm, I'm, I'm looking for my manifestation. I'm not. I'm just looking at 1 Peter 2.24. I'm healed. Hallelujah. I pay no attention to the other stuff. Some days that's easier than others. Hallelujah. But it's settled. It's settled, Lisa. First Peter 2.24 is my manifestation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians 2.14 says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. They can't, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So the natural man, or you could say the natural mind. You know, if you're always, if you're totally over in the natural mind, you won't. This will be like Greek to you. You'll be like, well, I don't understand tongues. Wow, I just don't get that. I just don't understand why it's because we've been trained to be natural in our thinking. So that's why Romans 12 says not to be conformed to this world. Hey, that, that goes along with, ooh, got a little jiggle here, got a little short or something. Um, not to be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Because then your mind's conformed to the Word of God and conformed to the unseen realm, and you do understand the things of the Spirit. You understand those things that are spiritually discerned. You have what you call revelation. You see things. You say, I see that. And other, do, do you remember far enough back when you were a Baptist? I remember looking at scriptures and going, I just don't get it. I don't get that. I, I remember just being like, I remember hearing Brother Copeland on a tape and going, I I'm just like, I don't even know where to start. I just don't get it. I don't understand. And being so frustrated because, see, it takes a foundation of and a renewed mind sometimes to even grasp the things that are being preached, the things are of the Spirit. Hallelujah. But thank God we can renew our mind. Thank God, and we are more and more. And now we, we, boy, God can trust us with heavenly things. 
when he talks, when he, when, when I hear on T, on Sid Roth's program about a man being translated all the time, I'm going, that don't surprise me. But you know, 20 years ago, I'd have been like, oh my word. You know, but I, oh yeah, that's in the word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And you see it. You see it. We talk about these things and you see it. Now you probably know some people that don't see it. Hallelujah. Because why? They're all natural in their thinking. It's the natural man. Hallelujah. Y'all still with me? Turn to Colossians 3, 1. Seems like we've been there, have we? Or was that in prayer? I may have gone there in prayer. Colossians 3, 1. So we need the Spirit to see. And we need a renewed mind in order to be able to see. And the more we renew our mind, the more we'll be able to see. But also, renewing mind is, let me say this, is not just knowing what the Word says. There's a lot of people that know what the Word says, and they're not living in the promises of God. Because there's a, there's a revelation about it that comes, there's a spirit about it that we have to be, and we have to be uh, invested in it and trusting in it and uh, oh and, and you know our hearts opened and and uh, hallelujah y'all getting that Colossians 3 1 if ye then be risen with Christ seek say seek. seek seek those things which are above where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God that's speaking about heaven isn't it so we're to seek the things about of heaven and we're to set our affection on things above that means our mind. We're to put our mind on the things that are above. That takes practice. That's a discipline. We can't get too locked into this natural realm. Hallelujah. We're not to be conformed to this world. For you're dead and your life is hid with Christ in God. That takes a revelation. I'm hid with Christ in God. I'm in Him. He's in me. We're one. We're one spirit. Hallelujah. You got to meditate on those things. Set your mind on them. Set your affection on those things. On the heavenly things. Hallelujah. Prophecies and promises are given to us. When a prophecy or promise is given to us, that prophecy or promise in the Word, the promise in the Word or a prophecy, already exists in the unseen realm. The, every promise in here already exists in the unseen realm, in the kingdom. So that's why we're not trying to get God to do something. It's already done. It already exists. All we have to learn to do is be good receivers. Hallelujah. And being a part of being a good receiver is being a good believer selling out to the Word to the point where you can say with the Word, let God be true and every man a liar. Let God be true and myself a liar. Let God be true and my body is lying. Hallelujah. My healing already exists in the unseen realm. Hallelujah. My prosperity, I'm already rich. Hallelujah. Prosperity belongs to me. Hallelujah. So we have to agree with God. Personal prophecy is not a magic coin, but it's an invitation to enter in. It's an invitation to enter into process. When, you, when a prophecy comes forth for you, God says, enter into this process. Enter into this prayer. We think sometimes it's like a coin. It's just going to happen. Well, I'll just wait and see. No, God's just inviting you to into a process. And says, if you'll enter into this process, this is where you'll get. You'll get to this place. You know, sometimes prophecy come forth. Well, you know, I'm going to make you wealthy. Hallelujah. Well, you, you have an invitation to enter into that. 
I'm going to bring you to a new place of ministry. I'm going to bring you, you're going to have a ministry. You're going to minister to these people. Well, you're, it's not just going to happen. You've got to enter into the process. And there, the process involves praying. process also involves changing, being willing to change. That's one of the things we're praying about on Monday night is that men, Christians, but also all men would get willing to change. Are you willing to change? It's a lot of effort to change. Oh, my word. How Even to just change churches. Think about how much work that was. Hallelujah. My pastor said, this, he came home at lunch. They said, I've been in Coker today. It's like, he's still hauling stuff back over here. Hallelujah. And we've emptied that thing three times and stuff keeps popping up over there. We gave it all away once and then stuff's still over there. Hallelujah. Praise God. I think cassette tapes are multiplying. Hallelujah. So let's talk about tithing and giving. When we tithe and give, we are literally putting finances into the unseen realm. You're not giving to a church. You are, but you're not. That's not the main event. That's a very minor part. But you can't just, okay, you can't just like, okay, at home, okay, let's agree right now, Michael. You and I, we're right now, we're putting $100 in the kingdom. But we're not really, we're just doing it in the unseen realm. You know, we're just spiritually doing it. That don't work. No, you have to literally, so you have to die to the seed is what it says. You have to die to it for a seed to reproduce. But you're putting something into the unseen realm. Matthew 19, 21 bears this out. And then I've been trying to get to this for two weeks. To this one scripture. Hallelujah. You're affecting the unseen realm when you tithe. First of all, you're putting yourself in agreement with covenant. Hallelujah. And you're releasing the promises that God promised in Malachi. Hallelujah. And we can further release them by agreeing with them. Knowing, you know, it's so important. If you don't know what you're doing, then you're not doing anything. Now, God always blesses as far as He can, but He can bless you more if, you're in, if you've got revelation and you're doing things with faith. You know, it says the Word didn't profit them anything, any, any because it had not been mixed with faith. Some people weren't mixing it with faith and it wasn't profit them any. So you could go to church and not mix what was said with faith. You could tithe and not mix faith in with your tithing. You could give offerings and not mix faith in with it. Hallelujah. It, this is a faith thing. This is Tithing and giving is something that you do to, infect the, uh, to affect the unseen realm. Matthew 19.21 says, um, Hallelujah. It says, Jesus said unto them, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell what that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have what? Treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. So when he gave, what was the good result going to be? You're, gonna, you're, putting that, you're putting treasure in heaven. You having a heavenly account. I didn't write the scripture down, but there's another scripture that talks about that Paul said, I want you to do this, that it might be credited to your account. Hallelujah. You have an account in heaven. And every time you tithe and give, you're depositing into your heavenly account. And in the heavenly account, it, it's not getting what one, less than 1% interest is what a savings account gets now. It's multiplying in heaven. 30, 60, and 100 fold. Good measure, shake, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Hallelujah. You're put. You're you're affecting your unseen realm. That's what Pastor says. When you tithe, it affects your future. Absolutely, because you put something in the unseen realm. You've put something in heaven. You have treasure in heaven, and you can call on. You can call on and make withdrawals from heaven. That's why you know you have you have a right to say you know when I, Father God I just believe you right now to withdraw from my heavenly account ten thousand dollars. Somebody in the body of Christ got to come up with it. If you're in faith about it and and you've prayed and you've gotten the uh, you know you've consulted God and you believe it's His will. A lot of times God will even initiated himself and say believe me for this much or believe me you know for that or believe me for a new car or believe me for this i like it when he says that 
It's on its way when he does, I can promise you. If you'll just get an agreement, it's on its way. Hallelujah. So it's very. this is a very precious thing, these tithes and offerings. Hallelujah. And you, you folks in here, hallelujah. Woo. And so we can say we're wealthy. Hallelujah. And so we got to quit thinking poor because I'm wealthy. I've got my, I, my treasures in heaven. It's not down here where moth and rust doth corrupt. You know, it don't matter what happens to Lehman Brothers or whatever all those other companies were. That It don't matter what happens to them. It won't affect my account, will it yours? No. It won't affect me at all. Hallelujah. And when there's no food, hallelujah, it won't matter. We'll just multiply whatever we have. Hallelujah. If there's no gas, that's okay. We'll multiply that too. If there's no light, there'll be light in our house. And our air conditioning, we're not doing without that. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't care how God cools it. It don't matter to me if He cools it. Hallelujah. We're going to get some opportunities in these days ahead to use our faith and to call on our heavenly account and to call on our heavenly Father and to get healed by the power of God. Hallelujah. So we might as well start practicing. Hallelujah. And these are not even new things. Money multiplying is not new. Praise God. I know Ruth Ward Heflin's mother. I kept, you know, I read about, she's got a book and it's got about miracles in it. It's a miracle book. That's a good one to get. I think her name's Edith Heflin. And, uh, is that right? Edith Heflin. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, uh, they were pastoring a church. She'd go count the offering. And if it wasn't enough, she'd go pray. Go count it again. If it wasn't enough, she'd go pray. And eventually, it'd be there. I'm believing for money miracles. I went to the bank the other day, and when I got back, there was cash in the in the zippered pouch. That lady put cash back in there. I don't know if I made a mistake. I don't think I did. I don't make mistakes, you know. <laughs> Garland looks skeptical. Uh, you got over there in doubt and unbelief, Garland. <laughs> but it is rare for me to make a mistake, I can tell you, on a deposit, because I check it two or three ways, you know. But that woman put money back in. Hallelujah. Hey, Jesus. Don't be checking up on that, Rachel. Just let that go. <laughs> Hallelujah! Now, boy, boy, if they if they if it goes the other way, I'm on I'm on them, aren't, aren't we, Miss Rachel? I mean, we're like, Hallelujah! We are like, uh, we hold their feet to the fire till they put it back in there. Hallelujah! Praise God! Thank you, Jesus. Well, God's good, isn't He? Thank you. So we're concentrating and thinking about the unseen realm. We're focused on it in our prayers and in our pray in our praise. You know, just hallelujah. Even these beautiful monitors up here, and I'm thankful for them, and they're nice. But you could get so involved in the monitor that you're not even thinking about Jesus. That you're thinking about, well, that's a red background, and that's a blue. And these are the words to the songs that we already know by heart that you could sing with your eyes shut. I mean, you could hit most of the words with your eyes shut. So if there's a focus, that's a discipline. And you know, we got to say no to some things. Hallelujah. Praise God. We can't be conformed to this world. Everything the world does, we can't do. But we're led by the Spirit. And that's why we have the Holy Spirit inside of us to give us that little nudge, that little... Don't, you don't need to be doing that. That's not going to pay long term. Hallelujah. And we're all being nudged by some things even now, saying, you know, I need to quit spending my time on that. Sometimes it's just a time waster, but sometimes it's also a other, you know, there's other repercussions to it. I believe one mistake people make is they're not aware of the spirit realm where demons are concerned. I don't think we should be focused on it, but we should also be wise 
that there is a spiritual battle. And we have to be led by the Spirit in that. And I'll tell this story and then I'm going to close. I believe the Lord wanted me to. Uh, just concerning that area, I, I know I read about a mother and uh, she had a six-year-old boy. And he was a sweet little boy, as six-year-olds often are. <laughs> you know, there's just something sweet about that age. And she said he was just a happy, sweet little boy. Just, you know. And uh, But he came home from kindergarten one day, and he just was nasty acting. Just bad attitude and just, you know, just... Which that's unusual for a six-year-old. Not so unusual for some of the other ages, but unusual for a six-year-old. And she was like, you know, what's the deal with this? Lord, you know, what's going on here? And so she just said to him, called his name, I think his name was Kevin. She said, Kevin... What did you do at school today? And he said, I played with a crystal ball that the teacher brought. And we looked to see if we could see some things or something. I forget exactly what he said. And she said, you know, she was not a very old Christian, but she knew in her heart that that was affecting him. And so she thought, asked the Lord what to do, and she got him up in her lap and... Uh, and she just said, uh, the Lord, well, she asked the Lord what to do, and the Lord told her, bind the curses and the demons that he has opened himself up to and take back that ground in his life. And so she said, well, how do I do that, Lord? And so she got him in her lap, and she said she hugged him, and she kissed him, and just told him how much she loved him. And then she just took authority over any demon spirits and uh, curses that he had opened himself up to. And we just said, we take back that grounding for Jesus Christ. And uh, said, immediately, he just got down, was the happiest little boy and went and played. And they never had any other issues with it again. But there's a spirit world out there. And we need to keep that in mind and, and ask God to help us see what we need to see that we can help our children, help other people, because uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Hallelujah. Now, she could have took him back to the bedroom and spanked him. That's probably what I'd have done. Yeah. You know, just you've got a bad attitude. But that wouldn't have solved the problem, would it? In that case, although we believe that spanking can be a good thing, and the Bible tells us too, that wouldn't have solved the problem in that case. Or she could have sent him and made him sit in the corner and did a timeout, which I'm not personally, hallelujah. <laughs> that is more work to try to make a kid sit in the corner. Hallelujah. <laughs> That's the same with grounding. That's more, that's more, although there is an age where the paddle becomes unwieldy and, and you have to, uh, you have to sometimes do take the car keys and stuff like that. But hallelujah. I've heard, you know, six year olds getting grounded. It's like, are y'all nuts? You know, thank you, Jesus. So she could have grounded him. Well, you can't watch Curious George. For a week, you know. Well, that would have been like, no, she let, got led by the Spirit and dealt with it. So let's, hallelujah. Pastor, come and do what we need to do for the rest of this service. Amen. We're on course. It really doesn't matter what the whole world is doing. As long as you know what you're doing. And you just got to stay straight. It's no different for us than it is for little kids and for high schoolers that are tempted. They're all tempted because we know because we were all tempted when we were that age. And a lot of our situations in life that we got detoured 10 years is because we pulled off, so to speak, in high school and college and pulled a bonehead thing and just, you know, well, we're still trying to follow the crowd and trying to do this, that, and the other. It's, it's just that we got to stay with what we are and what he's called us to do. That's all it is. We're not trying to make a deal here. We're just saying, Lord, what have you got for us? That's always going to be the best for our life. Amen. And you know, there's comforts, there's soul comforts, there's body comforts. And I can tell you there you can have all sorts of things that are comforting. But then when you leave church and you go home, you got you got to go back to your life and, and your home and your finances. And, and it's just for a few minutes there. 
So I appreciate y'all pulling with us and pushing this thing through for Tuscaloosa. It is turning out amazing. It, it, we, if we went back to the people that we love in the Bible and we say, oh, Paul and oh, Gideon and oh, David, jo uh, uh, oh, uh, Daniel and Joseph, y'all did such a fine job. You know, we, we rarely get to see when they went days and days without eating and were in jail and were in the lion's den and such, such as that. We have not suffered here. This is a social suffering. This is, a, this is an acceptance suffering, but we've not suffered to the shedding of blood. And so, y'all, we can do this. We can do this and get the reward for the Lord, and this is what we're created for. So, hallelujah. Our tithe and offering is precious. I'm putting mine in tonight. If you want to put yours in with me, that's yours. Well, I've got one somewhere. It will change your future. Or it does change your future. It does. It does not just will. It does. <laughs> I know some people, when they, they wobble in and they, they give and then they wobble out. And so they always say, you know, well, it didn't change my future much. So it's, uh, it's not just when you do it when it's handy. It's when you do it no matter how it is. That's when you're in faith. <laughs> when it's unhandy to give, like they're, they're calling you about the electric bill or something like that. I'm telling you, we've been without groceries. We've been, we've been on the edge, and it just changed nothing. Hallelujah. Praise God. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word being true. We can trust you, and we can trust your word. And Father, we do. And we're asking you to help us, Lord, with our confidence, with our uh, assurance, Lord, in our heart about what you have done for us and what you have said to us by your word that is so true, it'll always get us through and put us on top. And tonight, Lord, we release our seal of the covenant. Lord, we, we release our tithe. We sow our seed. And indeed, it does change our future. It changes everything. And we thank you, Lord God, that you got us in your mind. Where your very best is going in our path. Thank you, Lord, tonight. We are out of debt. Thank you, Lord, tonight. We do have increase. And thank you, Lord, tonight, Lord, there's more than enough to do everything you've called us to do with excellence. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Uh, we had a lady here Sunday, and uh, y'all probably remember Diane, and uh, she, she she hadn't been around in a long time, but uh, Myron ran into her, or bumped, however you say that, in Lowe's, and she said, oh, well, good, and she just popped right in here Sunday morning and just picked up where she left off, kind of just like somebody that, that stopped at the store and then caught up, but my point is not to talk about Diane, but to tell you, it's happening all over and everywhere. And uh, amen, we're at the right place at the right time. I bless you tonight because you are blessed. He has blessed you, and I bless you tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.